You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Really, uh, my pleasure to introduce him. He is our Every Nation uh, Campus Re- uh, Regional Director. And uh, he has been involved in uh, different universities and colleges in Bacol, Cebu, uh, Rojas, uh, Calibo. I'm thankful that indeed more than anything else that our ministry would always uh, give a break to really uh, our really younger preachers, uh, should I say. And I'm uh, thankful that indeed we have this opportunity to hear from him. So without uh, further ado, let's welcome Pastor Alex Rivas. Thank you, Pastor Ryan. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Sa ilonggo pa, mayong gabi sa tanan. Bisaya, mayong gabi sa inyong tanan, kaninang tanan. Alright, so I, just like what Pastor Ryan said, I'm from Bacolod and I'm glad to be here. I've been visiting here every time uh, uh, I come here in Manila. And it's always a privilege to listen to Pastor Ryan. Kanina lang, this 5 p.m., uh, I listen to him. It's like uh, parang nostalgia of what's, uh, what we have experienced in Bacolod. And uh, just want to take this time no, before I uh, continue, uh, I just want to thank Pastor Ryan. I'm hoping you were blessed with Pastor Ryan. Alright, um... He's been a, our senior pastor for 10 years in Bacolod, 11 years, I think. And I think two years, exactly two years, they came here in, in Labang and stayed here. And I th- want to thank each and everyone for really blessing them as a family and really loving them also. Here is my family, okay? That's my wife and my daughter. I'm mean, married six years already, okay? So th- praise God, six years, okay? And, and that's my little daughter. She's four years old. Her name is Eileen. My wife's name is Ira. And you know what? Uh, we've been blessed with Pastor Ryan and Eileen's leadership in their, when they're in Bacolod because, uh, of course, young couples, okay, would really uh, experience a lot of things as uh, uh, what young couples do. They say, that if you can pass five years, you can go 20 years pa. Wow. Pero with the Lord Jesus Christ, you can go as forever. Won't you believe that? Right? So, and uh, that's what one thing that I, I appreciate with this family in victory because we believe in family, we believe in spiritual family, and we believe that we encourage one another for family. And I just want to thank Pastor Ryan and Eileen also for leading us and even discipling us when we were there in Bacolod, when they were there in Bacolod. And this is my team, uh, those people uh, represents a church that we have in Visayas, right? So they are the campus directors and campus coordinators from Bacalibo, Rojas, Cebu, Tacloban, and um, uh, Domaguete. You know what? Uh, it's always a privilege to be part of this team of passionate young people really serving God for the Lord Jesus Christ, and not only that, for the next generation. And I'm blessed to have a team like this. And you know what? Uh, yes, Pastor Ryan mentioned that I'm the regional director, but actually, you know what? I'm still a servant, a servant of God. And no matter what role or position that you are in right now in your company or in your workplace, in your community, you know what? That's a platform that God has given for you so that you can serve God more and serve His people. Not only that, but to be the salt and light wherever God has placed you. Whether you're a manager, whether you're a janitor, you are a housewife, or you are somebody that's been used by God and a great influence, you know what? God can use who, whoever you are, whatever background that you have, diba? Even God can use young people as young as Benaya here, diba? So, you know what? Continue to be the salt and light wherever God has placed you. And just to continue today, uh, we're going to continue with our, our series, Beyond the Sign. Who among you have been blessed so far, all right, with our Beyond the Sign series, right? You have learned so far who really God is in our life, 
not only that, what Jesus did for us, right? And continuously doing for us, even to this very day, making signs and miracles, signs and wonders in our life today. So among you that uh, you realize lately that there's a lot of things that God had did for you, especially did a miracle in your life. Diba? Just for the fact that you're here right now, hearing in the, this very word, all right, is a miracle already. I had never imagined myself 20 years ago that I could be in this place. I could stand in front of people. Not only that, I could worship God with all of my heart because before I was blind, but now I see the goodness of the Lord. And that's because of the goodness of God in my life. And we've been we're talking about the signs, so we have been learning from the signs in the Gospel account of John about who Jesus Christ is. John selected seven of Jesus' miracles, calling them signs, okay, implying that these seven will be sufficient to present who Jesus is, right, and what He has accomplished, right? Not only in the, end, in the New Testament times, but even until now. Right? He accomplished during his earthly life. John says, John says in verse, chapter 3, verse 33, that with these signs okay, that Jesus right, did right, in the accounts of John, right, one is able to be convinced by these. Tomorrow, pala, we're going to celebrate one of the most important Christian okay, celebration, which is Easter. They say Easter or the resurrection day. Right? I have a friend who just go, who goes to church right, only on Christmas and Easter. So, sino ba dito ngayon? Wala naman siguro dito, no? <laughs> Alright, so, well, they say, okay, Paul identifies this day as the cornerstone, the resurrection of Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, right, of Christianity, right? So, whether, okay, whether the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ was fact or myth, this, alright, this is where the cornerstone of our faith is. Paul says that if Jesus did not resurrect from death to life, right, our faith is futile. Our faith is worthless. Parang naglolokohan lang tayo dito. Wala di tayo naglolokohan dito. And I'm not fooling you also that Jesus really rose from the dead. So the resurrection of Jesus did not only show His willingness to face death on the cross, but not only that, but to face death, okay, His willingness to face the death on the cross, but also His power. Everybody say power. Power to conquer death itself. Alright? So Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. We're going to read from uh, John chapter 11, verse 1 to 16. Now what death right, is man's greatest obstacle or man's greatest limitation or man's, one of the man's greatest enemy, all right? They say that the, ano daw, yung pinakamayaman na lugar sa mundo are cemeteries. Have you heard of it? Because in those places were buried dreams, aspiration, and Diba? Ambitions. Maraming na baon sa... Alright? Sa hukay. Okay? Alright, thank you, Pastor Ryan, for teaching me how to speak Tagalog. Pag may lumabas na Ilonggo or Bisaya, okay, just raise your hand. Okay? Alright, so, uh, maraming aspiration doon. Maraming mga ambition nandun sa hukay because they were limited because of, the, of death, of their sickness. Alright? They say daw, alright, death is man's last enemy. Even Paul said it in the Bible that death is man's, man's last enemy. Who among you here that you know where you're going to die, when are you going to die, and how you're going to die? Wala naman, di ba? But this question brings reality on us that death is something inevitable that's going to happen, but you know what? Death is also something 
that we fear most. Right? And this is the most fearful event of most of people living. Not only Christians. Even Christians fear this. Fear death. Right? But there's only one man who conquered death himself. And that is Jesus Christ. And we're going to learn how he preview, okay, how he will conquer death victoriously, okay, and how he will continue to conquer death for us, for our sake, victoriously in our lives. So we're going to read from John 11, all right, John 11, verse 1 to 16. Can we open our Bible? Let's open your Bible with me and let's read from verse 11 to 16 and we're going to go through the, the rest of the chapter 11, all right, as I preach the word, all right? Verse 1, now a certain man was ill. Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going to go there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, He does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Verse 11, after saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Verse 14, then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Verse 16, so Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the word today. I pray, Lord, that let this not Lord, be an added information in our life, but rather let it cause transformation in our hearts today. Thank you, Lord, that through your Holy Spirit that is with us today, Father God, it will help us, Lord, absorb or even learn from your word today. Open our thoughts, open our hearts today so that we will be able to learn from you. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Even today, I pray for those bodies that are sick today so that, Lord, when we are healed today, Father, we can learn from your word properly. And not only that, we can apply your word in our life today. Lord, thank you for the day. We praise you. We honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody say, amen and amen. Let's continue, all right? So this is, it sets the stage of what's going to happen. It sets the stage, what we read now from verse 1 to 16, sets the stage of what God is going to do, right, for Lazarus and for the family of Lazarus. Now, this is the picture of what happened there, right? Lazarus is a family friend or maybe a good friend of Jesus Christ, right? And maybe this is, ito yung family or mga brothers and sisters that they go to every time they go to Jerusalem. Parang may fiesta, di ba? You know Jerusalem. Parang Pilipinas, maraming fiesta. Umang you um, uh, mahilig sa fiesta, right? Pag may fiesta doon, punta ka doon. 
Right? Kasi may pagkain doon. Diba? Right? In Visayas, there's a lot of fiesta. Right? In Bacolod, we're known for Mascara Festival. Right? In Cebu, there's Sinulog. Right? Even here in May, I'm going to Bohol. Right? In May, every week, almost every week, there's fiesta there. Right? And they go there. And maybe this family, okay, is, this is the family that Jesus always go to whenever He goes to Jerusalem. He will pass by Judea. He will pass by from this place and will stay there. Right? And now... Right? He heard the news that his friend Lazarus is dead. Eh kung ikaw, narinig mo news, may nag-viber sa'yo, or may nag-text sa'yo, or may nag-messenger sa'yo, your friend is dead. How would you react? Right? You'll be sad, right? And not only that, you'll find any means para pumunta doon. Right? Or not, di pa na nga dead eh. Masakit, may sakit pa. Right? You would go there and ask what he needs, ano ba kailangan mo, paano ba kayo makakatulong sa'yo. Right? But you know what? What Lazarus, what Jesus did is, wag muna, okay? Chill muna ako dito. Okay? <laughs> Let's wait for two days. He said to his disciples, wag muna, pabayaan muna. No, he, didn't, he didn't say that, but he said, Let's wait for two days more before we go there, okay, to Lazarus. Why? Right? Because he wants to set a stage or set this event Alright, according to his plan. So Jesus arrives at Bethany upon the death of Lazarus. He had delayed his coming for a couple of days as it is for the glory of God. That's what he said. It is for the glory of God that it happened and that the Son of God may be glorified to it. But how long you realize that sometimes God does not make sense? Meron ba dito na may nangyari sa buhay mo that you think that God does not make sense? Yung parang, Lord, bakit, bakit nangyari sa akin to? Alright? Kailangan kita ngayon ng araw, pero hindi ka dumating. Wow. Parang may hugot. Diba? Na-Indian ka na ba? Okay? Alright? Sa date mo, or something like that. Diba? Mag-asawa pa. Diba? You said to me, you will come into this place, and you will, alright, meet me in this place. Ang nangyari, okay, nandun siya sa kabila. Sa kabilang kwarto lang. Okay? No? But you know what? Sometimes God doesn't make sense. Why did He Delayed if the time that he was needed the most is that time. Alright? It says there, verse 17, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Mark that word, four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles. Okay? Like four kilometers, siguro. Four kilometers or five kilometers. Ang lapit, di ba? Parang ang lapit lang dito pag sa, sa, ano, sa alabang, right? So Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when, okay, so when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Alright? So it would have been, you know what, why did Jesus came there after four days? Why he did not go there before Lazarus was dead? Why did he delay it? You know what, there's a Jewish belief that if the person is dead, right, for three days, the soul will be hovering over the body of the dead person. So, hoping that it will re-enter again. Okay? The body. That's what the Jewish belief is. Okay? Not only that, okay, after four days, right, the body would have decomposed already. Right? Medyo mabaho na. Right? Medyo rotten na. So, Jesus, right, delayed His coming, right, Towards Lazarus because he wants to prove a point. He wants to prove a point that this guy is really dead. Okay? Hindi yung katabi mo, okay? 
dito si Lazarus. Napumunta siya, napatay talaga ito. Wala nang superstitious beliefs, wala nang mga anong theory, alright, that would disprove that he, this guy is not dead. Right? So he has a purpose. He has a purpose why he went there for four days. And then verse 21, okay, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. Would not have died if you had been here. Who among you here have asked that question to your situation before? Lord, kung nandito ka lang sana sa sitwasyon ko, right? Nung nangyari, nung nangyari sa akin. Whatever that situation is, that caused you a problem, that caused you suffering, that caused you pain, that caused you uh, uh, any burden or suffering in your life. Diba? You've asked God, Lord, kung nandun ka lang sana, ni-rescue mo ko, but Lord, bakit di ka umapir? Lord, bakit mo ko ininjan? Lord, bakit di, 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 di kita na-feel? Alright? Diba, nag-send ako ng messenger, nag-send ako ng text message sa'yo, but Lord, I said a prayer, a prayer for one hour, but nothing happened. And this is the question of Martha that all of us can relate, right? All of us can relate. Why did God not make any move at all at the time that where I needed Him the most? Why did God did not all right, do a miracle at the time that I really need a miracle in my life? Maybe you're in a financial crisis. Maybe in you are in a relationship all right, breakdown. Or maybe you're in sickness right now. And you would have said to God, Lord, why is this happening to me? Why do bad things happen to people? True? All of us can relate to this. And this is what the, Martha was asking. Lord, if you have been here, kung nandito ko lang sana at the time, Lord, you know what? At this moment, di pa nagagawa ni Lord to raise a dead. Nagawa na ni Lord to walk on water. Nagawa na ni Lord right, to heal the blind man who was born blind. Nagawa na ni Lord to change water into wine. Nagawa na ni Lord. Okay, ano pa yung paralytic? For 38 years. Pero hindi pa nila na, nakihita. For God to raise a dead person. And maybe they were asking, Lord, kung sana, okay, nandito ka nung may sakit pa siya, you would have done something because you healed the sick. But I haven't seen you raise the dead. Who among you have said, said that things? Lord, maybe, Lord, magagawa mo to sa kanya pero sa akin hindi. Maybe, Lord, you can, right? Kung 10,000 lang yung utang ko, maybe, okay, you can get me out of that. But kung 1 million, I don't think, Lord, it's possible. True? Meron tayong question. I've said those times, so many times. I was in debt before, but God get me out of debt, which is, was impossible for me during that time. Right? And so many things happened in my life that I could tell you, Lord, right? God is always a way to answer our problems. God is always a way to answer, okay? Answer the, your, what your circumstances. And it's, it's not bounded in our own timeline. It's not bounded in our own, own perspective. Means that, tayo pa yung nag-dedicate kay Lord. Lord, etong gawin mo. Ngayon na, okay? <laughs> now na, okay? Ito yung gawin mo, okay? Ito yung process, Lord, kung ganitong gagawin mo sa life ko. Ah, my life is always gonna be blessing, okay? Blessed. But no. God has His own timeline. God has His own ways and means in order for you to get out of that. Not our own ways. Because our ways always fail. But God never fails, right? 
God never fails. Thank you, Lord. The point that I have here, in her situation, Martha and Mary, and their situation as a family, one thing that God did, right, that make a change, a game changer in their life is that Jesus came. Have you ever appreciated the time that you knew Jesus for the first time? And somebody shared to you the gospel, and somebody, you heard the gospel, and there the time that, that change in your life started to happen. Jesus came. What? And he came in her situation. Right? And Jesus answered. When he came, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever all right, believes in me, he will not die. Yet shall he live. Now, we're going to explain this later, you know, when Jesus said this, right? That he was just assuring Martha that I'm here. Assuring Martha that I am the resurrection and the life. And if somebody is dead, when he believes, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. What Jesus came for us. Jesus came for us in our deepest situation, in our situation, whatever situation that we have in right now. What situation that you are, want God to rescue you right now? Jesus came for us. And he said this, Jesus was, you know what? When not only Jesus came for us, you know what? Jesus was born for you, okay? was born for us. He was killed for us. He was raised for us and seated on the right throne of God, right hand throne of God, interceding for us. And he will be returning soon for us. Because that is who he is. He is a faithful God. He is a faithful, he is always going to be faithful to whatever he has promised to us right now. Right? And verse 26 says there, And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never do. He continued. So he asked Martha, Do you believe in this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ and the Son of God who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying, in private, the teacher, okay, Jesus, is here and is calling for you, right? And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Verse 13, now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there, all right? Now, when Mary came right, to Jesus, where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here. Sounds familiar? Right? Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. My brother would have not died. And the same question that Jesus received. But you know what? How Jesus responded to them? You know Martha, for Martha, he assured that I am the resurrection of the life. But during this time, right, this is how Jesus responded. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping, okay, and the Jews who had come with her were also weeping, he was deeply moved, and his spirit was greatly troubled. Who among you, is it comforting to know that Jesus sees our situation? Is it comforting to know that whatever you're going through right now, Whatever you're feeling, whatever pain that you are in right now, whatever suffering, okay, that you're going through right now, Jesus is not somebody who just sees our life in a CCTV, all right, and does not do anything in whatever he sees. But he feels it, he knows it, and not only that, right, he weeps for us also. He weeps, right? And what happened here? Jesus saw. Jesus saw. 
the condition of Mary and Martha and the people around her is mourning there, right? Jesus sees us. You know what? Having death in the family is very painful for some of you who can relate, right? Among you, right? If you saw a family, especially a loved one that you really love, it's really painful, right? When I was a young age, when I was age 14, I experienced uh, one of the greatest tragedies in my family, and that is my dad died in a car accident. And I asked God, Lord, during, when I, during this time, Lord, where are you when that happened? Right? And I asked those times, Lord, Lord, is this a punishment of the things that I did before? Why am I experiencing this as a young age? Right? And I asked those questions until I got to know God. And he, I realized that God has been there with me when my father died and when the time that I was looking for a father until I found God. But recently, last year, okay, one of the greatest tragedies, more than 10 times more painful okay, than losing a father right, is losing a child. Last year, our second child, it was a, we had a daughter right now that was actually taken two days ago. We had a daughter, second daughter, his name is Israel. When she was born last year, January last year, right, she was born with a congenital anomalies. And after she was born, she was placed in an ICU with all the tubes, right, with all the medicines, putting it in her body, right? And she was there lying there, helpless, okay, lying there, and, and, and she has... So helpless that ikaw as a father, di ba? Sometimes, Lord, kunin mo na lang ako. Kahit ako na lang dyan, di ba? Kung you can relate to that. When you see, sometimes lang a fever lang yung anak natin, di ba? Fever lang. And, and then, you know what? Sometimes we wanna, Lord, ako na lang. Kahit ako na lang may lagnat, wag lang siya. Right? But how much more if you see your daughter, newly born, suffering for the things that she didn't even pray for? She didn't even expect it. And she was alive. She was there in the ICU with all the truth for 33 days. Until 33 days, God right, took her away from us. Pastor Ryan was there right, and, uh, during the, the wake. But you know what? During those times, those, th- those were the moments where God is so near to me. During those times, but God, those were the moments that I felt like, Lord, I asked God, Lord, where are you? Why has this happened to me? Lord, did I do something wrong? Right? Even the church in, the, in Bacola, they were praying and praying and praying and they would not believe why it happened to a pastor. And they were asking God these same questions. But you know what? Those were the moments that I really felt God. Those were the moments that I really felt, Lord, God is beside me every time they're outside the ICU window. I, I really felt that every time I See, my daughter, God was with me. And I'm here right now standing in front of you, saying and praising God, not because I was strong, but no, but God is so strong in me. But the presence of God during that time was so clear. You know what? In your darkest moment, that is the time where God will reveal himself to you. That is the time that God will let you see that he is truly a God of mercy, a God of grace, a God of hope, a God of strength, a God almighty who can take you out. Whatever you're going through today, he can take you out from there. Not only that, he will give you the strength to go through it and break through it. That carriage of forever, that was the songs I was, those were those songs that I was listening during the hospital days. 
And yet reminded me of the things that I have experienced, the pain, the suffering. But you know what? Even when you are in those moments, God will reveal Himself to you. And He will let you know that I'm here. And He will let you know I see your pain. You know what? I can feel your pain. What's more painful, right? I said to the Lord the day that my daughter died, Lord, I now experience, I lost and I experienced losing a father as a child. Now I'm losing a child as a father. It's much more painful than that. And God felt it. And He told me, Alex, same as I, I felt the pain. And I'm feeling it for you. But you know what? I'm always here here for you. And God gave me the strength after those moments. My wife and I were here, actually came to Alabang, talked to Pastor Ariel, asked for strength, asked for advice, how we can break through this. But you know what? It was by the grace of God and by His strength that we will be able to go through our situation. And this is what happened. God sees your situation. And He was deeply moved and deeply, right, feeling the pain with Martha and Mary. Whatever you're going through right now, right, I want to tell you today, right, God sees your pain. God sees your pain and He will make you go through that, go through those things. What's the process? I don't know. It's up to God. But one thing I know, He can see, see through your pain and He can make you through it, right? Verse 38 says, Jesus was deeply moved again, right? After all the weeping, after all the, the, the pain that she felt from Mary, he was deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Okay? Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha. Right? And the sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. For he has been dead for days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you what? Believe, you would see the glory of God. You know what? If you have read the whole chapter, Jesus said six times the word belief. That if you have faith in Him, right, you would see the glory of God. But you know what? The word there, deeply move again, actually, if that's translated, okay, many scholars translated it, and it said that Jesus was actually unmistakably angry. Not angry with the people around there because may maraming uh, or not angry with Martha and Mary because of their lack of faith. They were not, he was not angry because of the situation. He was angry at death himself. He was angry about the sin that caused death. You know what, what happened? You know what? The reality is death, sickness, and suffering came into this world because of sin. And he was angry about sin. He was angry about the devil. You know what? If you're going through a situation, God is not angry at you. He, was, he is angry of the sin. He is angry at the devil, okay, who caused you that suffering. And God would like to get you out. You know what? Right now, because of what happened to me in my life, in my family's life, sometimes I use this perspective, okay? If the devil tempts me or gives, offer me something else, all right, I try to remind myself of my daughter. You devil... Okay, who killed my daughter? <laughs> I will not be tempted to you. I will not. I used to do that. But you know what? With one thing that God wants us to be angry is to be angry at sin and to be angry at the devil. And this is what happened. He was deeply moved. He was so angry at death, right? He's mad at the consequences of sin. He was mad at evil himself. He was mad at the devil himself. He's mad at death that, 
So Paul said, what Paul said in his in his one of the epistles said that the devil is our last enemy. And he was angry at this. You know what? If you are going through something, right, in a situation that costs you pain, costs you suffering, right? God is not angry at you, but he feels your pain. Not only feels your pain, he's angry of the sin. He's angry of the devil that cost you pain. Because his will for us, the Bible says, his will for us to prosper us, not to harm us. You see that? Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, the plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. Sin, suffering, pain came into this world because of the devil. And because of man's disobedience, sin came into this world. Verse 41. So they took away those stones, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me here. He was praying to God. He was telling God, Lord, hear me out. I know that you will always hear me. Do you believe that God always hears our prayer? One thing that's very audible to me during those times of moments that I was in pain is that God will always say, I'm here, Alex. I hear your prayers. God did not answer my prayer according to what I need. That is to make my daughter healed and alive. But he answered through the grace that he gave me and the strength that he gave me during that time. Not only that, but the provision it takes for me to get through the situation. Sometimes we don't know how God answers prayers, and we don't know how God really answers prayers. But one thing for sure, God hears your prayers. One thing for sure is that every time you utter a prayer, before you knew it, God already knew it already. He sees your pain, and He hears you. All we need to do is trust that His promises are always yes and amen in Christ. Right? And He said there, Right? I knew that you always hear me, but I said to in this account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus. Okay, thank God you know, during that time that he mentioned the name Lazarus because if he said, come out lang, everybody would have come out. Every dead person would have been raised during that time and come out. But he said, spoke Lazarus. Okay? Kung si Pastor, ano pa, parang thriller, parang si Pastor Ryan, he did the thriller here, okay, the dance. I can't do that here, okay? But you know what? That is the power of God. That in the words of God, right, when the moment the word of God spoke, he said, Lazarus came out. This has happened. The man who had died came out, right, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped, right, with a cloth. Jesus said to them, and bind him and let him go. He was raised from the dead, who is this impossible for any man to do it during that time. He was raised from the dead where it is really at the moment of that time, four days after he was, he was dead, it was impossible for a man to be raised from the dead. Whatever superstition they were believing during that time, it was impossible. My question for you right now, what are the impossibilities in your life today? What are the things that you think that it's impossible for God to answer? What are the things right now, all right, that is impossible, that you think it is impossible to happen in your life? Maybe restoration of your relationships. Maybe financial breakthrough right now in the times that you are in lack today. Maybe whatever that is. Maybe you are in sickness today. 
that you think you already are hopeless, but because Jesus came and He saw your pain, He will be there for you to get through it and break through it. What are the impossibilities that? You know, the only requirement for a miracle to happen in our lives today is an impossibility. It will not be a miracle if it's not impossible. It will not be a miracle if there, these are the things that we can do in our hands. But because there are things in our lives that only, only God's power that we can be able to experience a miracle in our life. And what Lazarus is a preview of what's about to come. You know, months from there, right, Jesus, you know what is going to happen? He was going to be punished, right, right, for the sins that he did not commit. He will be walking towards his death, carrying a cross, right, and die on the cross. And he previewed, all right, what he's going to do after his death. And that is for him to raise himself up, right, and conquer death himself. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live, right? He said this, I am. Jesus saying to you right now, maybe Jesus is saying to Martha, you know what? I am the resurrection. Okay, you may not have seen a person, a dead person, rose from the dead, but you know what I'm telling you right now? I am the resurrection. I am the life. And God is saying to you right now, I will be your healer. I will be your provider right now. I will be the one that will resurrect whatever's dead in you today. And they, the Jewish people believe that there's going to be national resurrection. All right, that's going to happen to all people of Israel because they think that they are the people of God. But God was saying, Jesus was saying, I am that resurrection that the prophets are talking about. And sometimes we just have to believe that He is the answer to our every situation. Not our wallets, not our, even our intellect. But He's saying to the I am the God the prophets have been talking about. This is me. I am Jesus. And say to you right now, and saying also that I am your resurrection. That means I am the way for anybody to get resurrected. The same way that he has indicated that his death, I am your resurrection. That means his death is our death. And now he is saying that his resurrection is our resurrection ourselves. That He will be raised with us and be raised for us so that we can have hope, so we can have life to the eternal. Right? Romans chapter 4, verse 24 to 25 says, But for us also, it will be counted to us who believe in Him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up from our trespasses, and He was raised from our justification. Among you, appreciate what Christ did for us on the cross. That we don't have to do it ourselves. We don't have to be on the cross to suffer the consequences of our own sins. But because of what Christ did, right? That He had previous through Lazarus because of what Christ did for us, right? He lived the life that we should have lived. He died the death that we should have died in our place so that we can be forgiven from our trespasses and be raised for our justification. What Jesus said here, what Jesus did is He conquered. Jesus conquered death. 
He canceled the power of sin. He canceled the power of death and the power of sin in our lives. So that when he said this, when Jesus did this, that he conquered Satan, sin, and death. He had the power and is the only one qualified and had the power to cancel the effects of sin in our lives. When the Bible says when Jesus suffered on the cross, when he was crucified at the time of his death, one thing that he said is that it is finished. It is finished. That means it is fully paid. Whatever the enemy is trying to, parang ano yung sa Tagalog, pag sinisingil ka, whatever the enemy is trying to follow you and condemn you and accuse you of the sin of your past, even the sin of your present right now, the moment that you put your faith on what Christ did on the cross for you, the Bible says in Isaiah 119, it says, Though your sins may be as red as scarlet, but he can make it white as snow. Whatever sins that we have committed in our lives, because of what Christ did on the cross for us, because of his death, and not only that, his death, but because of his resurrection, right? He proved powerless the power of our sin, the power of sin. In our lives, he conquered death. Not only that, he conquered sin and the power of sin. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty-four, seven says here: When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written: Death is swallowed up in victory. And says here, verse fifty-five: O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? He was telling the devil. He was telling that after he was resurrected, after the empty tomb happened, right? He was telling to the devil, so saan ka pa? Where are you now? Death? You're dead. He made a trash talk towards the death himself. Parang yung trash talk, you know, if you know basketball, parang he taunted, saan ka pa? Okay. Saan na yung power mo wala? You're zero. You're nada. Death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But says there, but thanks be to God who gives us okay, the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. Umang, you appreciate what Christ did for us. Not only that, the victory that Christ did for us, not only that He conquered death on the cross, but He overcame for us. Jesus overcame for us. Death on the cross is the beginning of the rest. For our lives or in our lives. It's the beginning of rest because when we realize what Christ, the power of Christ's death on the cross, we will now rest and not perform, right? Umang you appreciate it, don't need to perform in front of God in order for you to be raised and to live an eternal life. The Bible says, right, by faith you have been saved. By faith. Through His grace, we have been saved. And because of what He did on the cross for us, right? His death on the cross is the beginning of the rest in our life because we will rest, all right? We will rest in His grace. We will rest in His strength. And we will rest in His power. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. When He said this, He is referring that I am your life. But Jesus, John 10, 10, the chapter before this, Right? The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and life 
in abundance. That life not only refers to eternal life. If you are here today and you don't know where you're going after you die, right? Now is the time to realize that it is Jesus who can give you that life eternity. That life in eternity. But not only life in eternity. You don't, don't have, okay? You don't have to die in order for you to experience eternity with God. Right? But you can live for eternity right now. You don't have to live for victory. But because of what Christ did for us on the cross, we can live from victory of what Christ did for us. Romans 6 chapter 4 says here, Romans chapter 6 verse 4, We were buried therefore with him by baptism to death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Who among you have realized since you started to walk with God, a lot of things became new, Right? Your words become more gentle. <laughs> uh, your thoughts are become more pure and pure. Not only that, your obedience to God has become more faithful and faithful and faithful because of what Christ did for you and for us. The resurrected life in Christ is the start of our victory. The moment that we realize what Christ did for us on the cross and that He resurrected from dead and canceled the power of sin and, and death, that's the start of our victory. Jesus said in verse 26, and everyone who lives and believes in this, right, shall never die. He said this, do you believe this? She said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are Christ. You know what? The only thing that we need to do right now is to believe today. If you are not sure, not sure in your walk with God, right, and not sure where you're going to after you die, or not sure if you're going to receive it or not, what do you need to do? Just believe. God says, if you believe, you will have life and life in the eternity. And to end this right now, what Christ did for us in the resurrection day is that Jesus resurrected gloriously so that we can live victoriously. Who wants to live victoriously right now? Who wants to live that we can live with victory in every challenge that we face in our life, whatever aspects of life that we need victory? But you know what? Jesus died on the cross for us in exchange for our salvation. So that today, knowing it, knowing what He did on the cross for us, knowing what He did for us, the pain that He suffered at the cross, and the blood that He shed for us, knowing what has cost Him to suffer such pain, to suffer such Suffering just for us to be free from the powers of sin. But not only that, but for us to live victoriously today. Whatever areas in your life that you feel that you are a defeat today, God is saying to you, right? I have overcome for you. And I will continue to come to your life and will see your pain. And I will conquer it for you because I love you and I will never leave you nor forsake you. God's promise to us is not only for life here in this earth, but for us to live life in eternity. And if you're here right now, you don't see yourself living for eternity or living 
and the eternity with God, maybe now is the time to trust God, to trust Jesus, and to put your faith on His promises for us. Can we just pray and bow down our heads? Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient for us and your power is made perfect in our weakness. Thank you, Lord, that whatever we are going through today, you know it. You see our pain. You see our suffering. And the one thing that we know and I believe and we believe, Lord, is that you came for us and you overcame for us. Today, Lord, as we come in this attitude of faith and worship, Lord, I pray that you will reveal yourself to us so personal that the only response that we have is to believe in you and to trust in you and to put our faith in you. Lord, we thank you for today. In Jesus' name.